0: The people that are crazy enough to think they can change the world in healthcare. So sit tight and enjoy as we tell the story of another thought leading trailblazer.
1: Welcome back to Intrepid Healthcare. I'm your host, Joe Lavelle, and I'm really looking forward to this conversation with another trailblazing innovator, this one on usability. We're going to get right to it today. We are joined by Bennett Lauber, Chief Experience Officer of the Usability People. Bennett, welcome to the show.
0: Oh, hi, Joe. Nice to talk to you.
1: Thanks so much for making the time to be with us today. Before we start our discussion, could you take a few seconds and tell the audience about you and your background?
0: Oh, certainly. Certainly. You know, I like to give my my common elevator speech. I tell people that I'm a cognitive ergonomist, (laughs) and if they're able to understand that, um, then it makes it pretty easy. But, you know, a lot of people know what ergonomics is with the shape of the chair, but a cognitive ergonomist does the same thing, matches software to match your brain and the brain processes. So that's what I do. I I help software developers match their software to the process of their user's brain.
1: Perfect. Could you then take a couple of minutes and give our audience a 10,000-foot overview of the work you guys do at the Usability People?
0: Oh, certainly. So at the Usability People, we work in health IT, and we work with a number of EHR vendors, and we help them to design more usable EHRs and help them with the screen design. And we also work with some of the vendors – on helping them to obtain their ONC certifications, the Meaningful Use Stage 2 certification, and now the certification coming up with MIPS and MACRA, the 2015 edition certification. So, you know, we apply our cognitive ergonomist to
1: healthcare. Perfect, perfect. Let's start with the very beginning. Tell us your definition of usability and then why it's important to health IT.
0: Oh, certainly. Uh, my definition of usability is in line with the ISO 9241 definition of usability is that things have to be effective, efficient, and satisfying. But i like to add one additional thing as a definition of usability is it has to be useful because if a if system is not doing a function that is providing a value to a person, it doesn't really matter if it's effective or efficient or satisfying. So i like to add uh, the three to that. And in in health IT, you know, it's really important to have these effective and efficient and satisfying and useful interfaces um, in in the health world because, you know, we're dealing with people's lives and, and so much usability in healthcare is actually related to patient safety because, you know, it's very easy, for instance, to put in incorrect data into an EHR and as a result possibly lead to an overdose of some treatment.
1: That's really interesting. Bennett, thanks for that definition. What are some of the major challenges in promoting usability in health IT?
0: Well, you know, one of the biggest challenges in promoting usability in health IT is that people think that it actually takes more effort to create a, quote, usable solution. And engaging with a user experience professional is going to cost a whole bunch of money, and they're going to make me redo all my things, and everything's going to be very, very expensive. But in reality, The return on investment in working with usability and user experience professionals is huge. The typical ROI is like from 10 to 100 times the amount of effort that you put into it. So I think that's one of the biggest barriers. One of the things that's helped over the years, I mentioned before the Meaningful Use Program, the ONC had required their safety-enhanced design criteria, which is, ONC-speak, for a usability evaluation. And so that has really helped in getting usability in front of these EHR vendors. And I think it's a great thing because like I said earlier, it can be a safety
1: issue. Do you think that then the ONC has had a positive influence? Has user design improved since that's happened?
0: Well, that's controversial. (laughs) Uh, And there's a lot of people that will say maybe ONC got in the way and try to mandate the way that they're certain to do things with CDA file and all of that. But, you know, we have worked with a number of EHR vendors that have not had a usability program at all. And their first exposure to doing anything about usability was engaging with us to certify their system on its usability. And I think just raising the bar, although as, as small as they did, is working in the right direction. Like I said, there's so many EHR vendors that were not doing anything with usability, so requiring the evaluation, I think, was a good first step. I think the new edition, the 2015 edition, has a little bit more teeth. I like to talk about the 2014 edition as like a toddler's soccer game. Everybody gets a trophy just for showing up, and that's what the Meaningful Use Stage 2 usability was like. The 2015
1: edition is a little bit more robust. I love it. The trophy for showing up, which I think you could attribute to several parts of meaningful use, unfortunately.
0: Yes, yes, that is is very true.
1: And much to my chagrin, they left out another important topic, which we're not allowed to say on my show, but I'll whisper it, interoperability. Oh, that
0: (laughs) one. You're not allowed to say, huh? Well, that's Uh, all going to be fixed by 2018,
1: isn't it? I'm hoping so. I really do.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: What are some basic steps that EHR developers can take to improve the usability and the user experience of their systems?
0: Oh, that's a great question. And the first step that they can do is try to understand their users and go in context to where their system is being used and talk to the real people that have to use it on a day-to-day basis. Because a lot of times these systems are designed, I'll call it in an ivory tower, where they're building this and building this and building this, And where the rubber meets the road, in the hospital, in the clinical setting, look at the person using the system and talk to them and feel their pain and look at the things that they have to do. Because when you're designing a system, you might think it's really simple. All they have to do is click here and click here and click here, three clicks, and it's good. But in the real world, those three clicks can be multiplied 500 times a day. And not that the number of clicks is an indication of usability, but I'm just using that as a sample.
1: Outstanding. Is mHealth any different from desktop HR applications?
0: mHealth is very different than the desktop applications, mostly because of the format. In the mHealth application, you're on an iPad, you're on an iPhone or an Android phone or something, and there's this reasonable expectation that you're going to be able to get to things very soon. So there's like a the one- or two-three-click rule. In order to get something, you should be able to get it there very quickly. And just as the type of device is different, when you're on a mobile device, it's probably not possible to present the same amount of information that you're able to do on a desktop system. So a physician who's doing some research on a patient, you're not going to be able to read the background information about a prescription on a mobile phone because the text is just way too small. Where on a desktop application, it's very easy to see the potential side effects, or the interactions with that drug with maybe some of the other drugs that the patient is taking. And so the overall use case of mobile health versus a desktop application are completely different. And there's a whole other category of mobile health applications that are for the patient, and there's lots to be said about those as well.
1: What can the developers of mobile health applications do to improve their usability so that people use them beyond that? initial download and look through.
0: Yeah, one of the things that they can do is, I mentioned talk to the users before, you could follow the click stream and try to see exactly where people are clicking on. One of the most important and often overlooked portions of usability analysis is looking at the support team. How many calls do you get from your support team to be able to figure out how can I do this particular feature, how can I do this particular function? And you could take some of those support calls and use those to guide some of the enhancements for the next version of the system.
1: We mentioned meaningful use. One of the ways that we started this whole conversation several years ago about usability is each vendor provided a patient portal. How is usability related to these patient portals? Is it possible to have a usable patient portal?
0: Well, it's certainly possible to have a usable patient portal. And Depending upon your, your overall definition of usable is where this patient portal is is going to help. What happens with some of the patient portals is they present information to the users in a way that they don't understand. You know, So you have test results and it shows the raw data that the end user just doesn't really understand. And so a patient portal that sort of translates the medical speak to some information that the user can actually interpret is going to be something that's going to be seen as more usable. It's actually a little bit more useful than usable because it's presenting the information in the way that they want. And I remember reading a statistic a couple months back about a bunch of mHealth apps that 95% of the people don't use them beyond the first download. And it's pretty much because it's not doing something for them that's providing any kind of utility.
1: Right, so it's not necessarily uh, so, usability, yeah. it's just usefulness. There's no reason to use it.
0: There's no reason for a patient to use it because it's not doing anything for them. Right. So if the patient portal can provide some information, let's say you have a blood pressure rating and it's a little bit high, but I don't know as a layperson that 150 over 120 is high blood pressure. Oh, geez, that's super high. But if the system comes in and instead of just spitting out the raw data and saying this is your blood pressure, it says this is your blood pressure and this is considerably higher than the average and these are some of the things you can do in your diet to try to address your blood pressure, then it's going to create some useful information and those types of things are going to be much more used because they're providing useful information.
1: I'm sure when they handed you the title of cognitive Er Er (laughs) ergonomist. It's a hard one. Cognitive ergonomist. (laughs) Ergonomist. Yeah. They also handed you a crystal ball. What's the next 12 to 18 months look like? In healthcare usability,
0: that crystal ball. One of the things that the next few months are going to look like just last Wednesday, ONC came out with the proposed final rule for the MACRA and the MIPS regulations. And in that, it sort of solidified that the 2015 edition certification is going to be required. And about one day after that, we started having some of our clients reach out to us to begin with their 2015 edition certification step. So uh, the next few months there's going to be that. I'd imagine that there's going to be a lot of people complaining about the 2015 usability being a little too onerous. And I'm really hoping that there's going to be this renaissance of understanding that it's actually helpful. And I mentioned earlier about saving lives. And I always like to refer to the Joint Commission Centennial Event 54 where they talk about how usability is actually a patient safety issue. I would love to see a realization that actually takes place.
1: Great. Thank you for that. Then, before we wrap it here today, where can people go to contact you and learn more about the great work you guys are doing at the Usability People?
0: Well, sure. We have theusabilitypeople.com, which is our company site, and we also have a healthcare user experience blog site called Healthcare Usability. So healthcareusability.com and theusabilitypeople.com.
1: Perfect. Also want to follow them on Twitter to get directed to great content in both those places. Ben, it was so great to have you. Thanks for sharing your wisdom with us today. I really appreciate it.
0: Oh, yeah. It was great talking to you.
1: Absolutely. That wraps this broadcast. On behalf of our guests, Ben at Lauber, I'm Joe Lavelle, and we'll see you soon on Intrepid Healthcare.